31-year-old Melissa Mooney was found unalive in her luxury Los Angeles apartment on September 12, 2023. Her family is looking for answers, so let's get into all the details we know so far. L.A. County's medical examiner is issuing findings of the death of aspiring model Melissa Mooney. Hey everyone, welcome back. Like I said in my mini intro, we are going to be discussing what happened to Melissa Mooney. As always, I want to discuss who Melissa was before getting into the details of her death. Because she is a real person who lived a real life, who deserves to be remembered for who they were, not how they left this earth. Just a quick reminder to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Melissa Marie Mooney was born on October 16th, 1991. Now, I didn't really find too much about her personal information that her family release or anything like that in her background other than she was a beautiful aspiring model and she had recently got her real estate license. A lot of the info in this video was provided by either interviews her sister Jordan Pauline had or the autopsy report. Now her sister Jordan Pauline is a famous Guyanese pop star whom I never heard of before this case, but I did look her up on Instagram because she posted a few different things about her sister, and she has over 1 million subscribers, so go her. Her sister described her as the backbone and peacemaker of her family, making sure that everyone was getting together and loving each other as they should. Jordan said her sister was kind, loving, and had always opened her arms up to many of her friends. Melissa had recently moved into the fifth floor luxury apartments at the Sky at Bunker Hill by herself at the beginning of August 2023, so just a little more than a month prior to the murder. She just moved into her new place. She was set to hold back over to her old residence, which I assume was her mother's place, actually, just by the way they were talking about it, to get some of the old belongings that she left behind. Now, I'm not 100% that her mo it's her mom's place, but it just sounded like it. So she was set to head over there to get the rest of her stuff, but she never showed. The following day, September 10th, her sister would call LAPD and ask them to do a welfare check at Melissa's apartment. Police went to her apartment and knocked on her door, but no one answered. It's reported that they didn't see anything out of the ordinary, so they left without entering the apartment. Two days later, still concerned, Melissa's mother contacted the manager of the apartment complex and discussed with her how she hadn't seen her daughter in a few days and was really concerned about it. The manager then called the police and requested that they come back out and do another welfare check, but this time the manager would give police a key so they could enter her apartment. While looking through her apartment, police officers noticed that there were items on her counter that actually belonged in her refrigerator, so this prompted them to go over and examine it a little more. According to reports, they found a pool of blood underneath the refrigerator, and when police opened the door, they found Melissa. She would be pronounced dead at 4.32 p.m. The autopsy report would detail how her wrists and her ankles were bound together with clothing. And from what I understand from the autopsy report, it appears that while like her wrists were tied together and her hands were tied together, they were then tied together with electrical cords. A gag was also found in her mouth made out of clothing with another sweatshirt, something placed over her head. It would be confirmed using her fingerprints that it was Melissa Mooney in that refrigerator and her family was notified of her death. An autopsy would take place on September 17th, which found blunt force trauma described as lacerations, abrasions, and contusions on her face, back, head, and upper left arm. Also, one of her ribs was broken. Now, the medical examiner would find no abnormal findings in her neck, so authorities do not believe she was strangled, and due to no other life-threatening injuries, they believe she most likely died from asphyxia. That's just a medical term for being deprived of oxygen. Her toxicology report did show a presence of cocaine in her system when she was killed, but no other drugs. 
Due to these findings and the information provided to the medical examiner through the detectives, including how she was found and the ligatures and things of that nature, the cause of death was listed as homicidal violence inflicted by another. So murder. Police started investigating her death as a murder from the moment she was found, which I'm sure is just caused to how she was found. So it became no surprise when the cause of death was listed to homicide. Like I said, due to how she was found with the ligatures inside a refrigerator, police would review video footage from her apartment complex and they saw that she was last seen on surveillance video with two of her friends in the afternoon of September 6th. Now, both of these friends were seen later on leaving, but she has not been seen on video again. Then, an unknown male was seen on September 7th using her apartment key fob to use the elevator and was carrying some plastic bags. Now, I didn't see anything else in any articles besides just that little bit of information, so I do have a lot of questions. Now, was he going up and down the elevator carrying these bags? Was he seen leaving the apartment complex or just using the key fob to go to different floors? Was he entering her apartment or was he leaving the apartment? Was he seen doing any of that? But, of course, this is a new and active investigation that will most likely have a ton of details that are not released to the public and the media. So, please can use that information as, like, a holdback for if they find the killer or if the killer confesses. They have that information to confirm that they are indeed the person who did this. A few things her sister shared was that Melissa's iPhone and her MacBook were stolen now, I'm not sure if this was stolen or if the police actually took it for evidence because it would make sense that the police would take her computer and her iPhone to get some information, people she's been talking to, any last threats, any type of feel for conversations that might be negative, that might want to harm her. But then again, I didn't see anything else in the articles, like any of the other information, that police had these items. But then they might not want the killer to know what they have. But I feel like, like I said, that's common sense. Like most people would think that the police would want to look through the person's phone to see who they're talking to, all that. Jordan would also tell reporters during interviews that her sister was two months pregnant at the time she died. And she even told Ashley Banfield that she spoke with the father of the child that's expected. And he was just devastated about the whole thing because, of course, Ashley asked if they discussed this because one of the first people police look at is significant others, things of that nature. I do want to mention I did not see anything in the autopsy report that she was pregnant and police have made no comment on them, this information either. It may come out for sure one way or another, but unless the child's father is the murderer or maybe some girl that he was like seeing and he shouldn't have been seeing the other one or some love triangle, kind of like the Caitlin Armstrong case that's happening right now, then it doesn't matter to me. It's just another layer of heartbreak if she was. Interestingly, just two days before Melissa was found on September 12th, another Los Angeles model was found dead in her home. 32-year-old Nicole Coates was found deceased just three miles away from Melissa's apartment. This caused some questions. Was someone murdering beautiful black models in L.A.? According to police, the two deaths are not related, and the cause of death was most recently released for Nicole last week, showing that she died of an accidental drug overdose. Her autopsy report shows that she had higher levels of cocaine in her system, causing her death. However, her family does not believe that this is her cause of death and does think that foul play happened. According to her family, the last time they spoke with Nicole was on September 8th when she was about to head out to go on a date with someone she met for the first time. And then they never heard from her again, unfortunately. So we're coming more to the part of this video where I want to discuss more thoughts than facts. Before I get there, I want to provide some information to be able to co contact the LAPD. If you or anyone has information regarding either woman's death, call 213-996-4150. Or you can reach out to LA Crime Stoppers for anonymous tips at 800-222-8477. Or you can even submit a tip online at lacrimestoppers.org. 
So like I said, we're discussing more thoughts than facts at this point. And a disclaimer, I'm no expert in anything true crime. I've just listened to a lot of trials, read a lot of appeals. I've done a lot of deep diving. So I pulled some general knowledge together of true crime. Now go do your own research, come to your own conclusions, just like anybody should. Now, I think a lot of details in this case push more towards someone Melissa knew. Now, her sister says that she can't think of anybody in Melissa's life who would do this to her, but let's go over why I think that this might be the case. First, I want to mention that most people who are murdered are murdered by people that they know. Usually, people don't just kill people unless there's some sort of motive behind it. And generally, those are the people we know. Significant others, lovers, business partners, and so on. So, I came to the conclusion that her apartment front door did not show any signs of forced entry. At least, this is what I assume because the police, when they went to the first time, the welfare check for the first time, putting thoughts together, it's happening, I promise. When the police went to her apartment for the first time to do the first welfare check, they did not find any information that would prompt them to go inside. And I think that a sign of forced entry or a door being kicked in or something like that would give them the desire to go inside. Also, the autopsy report did not indicate any type of defensive wounds. So to me, this means that she let somebody in, somebody got close enough to her, or this could mean nothing and she could have just been caught off guard or subdued by some sort of weapon that she couldn't even fight. Another big thing that stood out to me was everything that the murderer used to tie her up seemed to come from her apartment. There were her clothes, her electrical cords. You would think that if someone was coming to harm her and they knew it ahead of time, they would bring something to ensure they had it to make sure that they are ready. Normally, if people go and do this, you see that they bring things to be prepared. Again, not always, but it also begs the question, was this planned or was this a fight, a heated fight that just spiraled out of control? Now, I don't know any of these answers, but I am truly hoping that for her family's sake that they get some answers. They deserve to know who took their loved one away. So again, I will put all the tip information into the description box along with my sources and ways to support the channel. I'm going to go ahead and file this case as it progresses and hopefully police are able to find the suspect who did this and took away this beautiful young lady. Now, if you've made it this far, I want to say thank you truly from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate you and all your support. Please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, share it with anyone that you think may be interested in one true crime. You never know who has details that can help in some of these cases either. So on that note, we will catch up again in the next video. Take care of yourself out there. The world can be an ugly place.